With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lafondra looking to get close to Lafondra away from Davis. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Royals podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Reading opened their League One campaign 23-24 yesterday with a 1-0 defeat against Peterborough United. Joining me to discuss the 14th game now without a win, which is a record dating back to 1927, I think it was, Matt Lansley told me this morning, is Matt Lansley. How are you doing today? Okay, croaky voices are back, which means only one thing, and that's league league games and league losses, seemingly. So, yeah, not not, not too bad. Could be better. So, looking forward to a round of golf anyway to pick me up for this weekend, which probably won't, but we'll see. And, Paul, I'm assuming that you're not going to be going out in potentially the pouring rain to go and play golf this morning. How are you doing? Um, I'd rather eat my own feet than go and play a round of golf. But, um uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, the news about the uh, 14 defeats from the 1920s, I would like to confirm that I was not at those matches. But yes, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad at all. Let's uh, let's look back at yesterday, um, because I do think that yesterday, although we're comparing it to last season, I don't think yesterday was quite as bad. So we can potentially enjoy this slightly, despite the fact that we did lose one there yesterday. And uh, if we look at the team yesterday, it was full of debutants. There was five debuts handed out yesterday, Paul. Um, there was one for one for Savage, one for Rashisha, one for Nibs, one for Ibishman, um, Wing, Vickers. There was all sorts in the game. Um, but we started the team. We started lining up with a fairly familiar lineup. I think it would. You, it would be fair to say. Um, it was great news that Savage obviously got his start yesterday. But I, other, other than that, I don't think there was too many surprises in the starting eleven. Yeah, what was sad to see is that we still had the same defence. Uh, let's be quite honest, because, yeah, that's where we do need the changes. But, you know, well, there was some changes. Um, I like most of the players in different points of the game, uh, the contribution. Obviously, Vickers did well when he came on. Um, Savage did fine. I didn't expect him to play quite as well as he possibly could because he's had such a difficult week. Big Kelvin. Um, mixed bag. Wing looked a little bit rusty, unsurprisingly. I, I, it was all okay. There was nothing there that massively worried me from the new signings. Matt, the I think the first 20 minutes 
is probably where we can take a lot of positives from. The first 20 minutes or so of the game yesterday was extremely fast-paced. We, we, we had a message from, from Eric, obviously, after 10 minutes, and he said there's been more excitement in the first 10 minutes of yesterday's game than there was the entirety of last season when he was watching. So it, it definitely felt like the first 10 minutes we could... All of a sudden, it felt like you could see some kind of a plan, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you can you can see what Sellers is trying to implement, which is a big positive. A big positive after the preseason, you know, that we've had and that Sellers has had um, to actually see a pretty organised team. You know, we, we we've been or grown quite accustomed to seeing very unorganised teams, defenses not knowing what it's doing, midfields not knowing what it's doing, attacks being you know, just clueless. Yesterday, you could see what they were trying to do. You know, they were um, attacking through the thirds quickly, shifting it out wide to to, um, uh, Nibs and Aziz um, really quite well and moving forwards from there. Um, And that high press was really evident as well, I think. We we won the ball back very, very high up the pitch, especially early on in the game. That that was probably one of one of the big things, right? Um, you know, and I think uh, for, certainly from what you know, we've we've heard from kind of Southampton reports in the past and Sellers himself, he wants this high pressing style of football. Um, you know, he worked under Hasselhüttl, you know, and this four two 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 is very rem- reminiscent of you know that that um, historic Red Bull Leipzig team that you know always did did their Geigen press and everything. Um, so, you know, it was really good to actually see that and see it working really effectively because, let's be honest, Peterborough struggled at the start of the game. They really struggled. So to be able to get get them to that point, a team that, you know, was in the playoffs last year is probably going to be one of the stronger teams in the division this year. I think you can take quite a bit of heart from that and from, from, from that first 20, 25 minutes of the game. Yeah, Paul, I mean, the first 10 minutes we definitely had the best chances and I think the first one kind of fell to Ia Bisherman yeared on playing a ball left footed ball through the kind of through the lines and Ia Bisherman getting on to the end of it trying to poke at it with a toe and, and the keeper got down low and made a reasonably good save and put it out for a corner uh what yeah. are your thoughts on Ia Bisherman yesterday given that it was I don't I can't remember if this is his first league start or not but certainly I mean it's one of his it's going to be one of his first if not his first overall. Yeah, I think the pass from was, was from Aziz that actually found him. Uh, what did I think of Kelvin yesterday? Well, I think he probably should have scored there. Uh, I think that's um, undeniable. He'll know that as well in his own head, but strikers miss chances. So it's not the first one to miss that. He doesn't get any power in it and he doesn't put it in the corner. I can understand it. He's, he's nervous, he's tense. He did okay for the first like 10, 15, 20 minutes, I thought. But... He makes a lot of runs. He's got energy, which is something that we dramatically miss with Andy Carroll on the pitch because he offers none of that, really. So I can see why people would be, you know, want to invest in him and give him time. And he will get that because Sam Smith will be out for quite a bit longer. But I'm not sure. He seemed to fade quite a lot after about 25 minutes and kind of his passing became more erratic and disappeared slightly out of the game. But, yeah... He was okay. I, I wouldn't say it was one that gave me like a lots of thinking. Oh, that was exciting! That was amazing! That that's what I thought. I think a lot of players faded after that first twenty-five minutes, and I think it's something that it's going to be hard to address now that we're in the season because usually preseason is for fitness. I 
it looks like the team is quite below fitness, it has to be said, or certainly to play this really high pressing style of football. Um, I think Sellers is gonna have to almost, you know, work out a way potentially of I don't know, maybe doing it in spurts or something, because you don't really want to be seeing most of your players out out of breath, you know, after after 25, 30 minutes or even after, you know, one half. Um, but I think certainly with Ehabishman, I think for me, it wasn't 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 a perfect performance, but it's probably his his best performance. And, you know, last year you didn't see many chances that it was creating. He wasn't really doing anything. Yesterday at least he did something, and hopefully we can see him improve from there. I mean, I mean it was his first start as well. So he had yeah. far more opportunities to actually do something. I, I, mm. I just thought his quality dropped quite a lot as the game went on. I let's let's talk about the other big chance from that first twenty minutes. I think there was well, there was two other big chances. One which we got from a corner uh, from Andy fell came to Andy Carroll at the back post from a corner, and this was this was pretty disappointing. I think from my point of view, uh, Andy Carroll gets the ball free in the area at the back post, and he's instead of striking the ball. I mean, he is still probably 15 or 16 yards from goal. It's not it's not a straightforward shot, Paul, but I don't quite know what the logic is from, from Carroll here once he's brought the ball down. Instead of hitting it on his, you know, favoured right foot across the goal, he's tried to cut it back and he's given Peterborough players a decent chance to be able to block it once he's put it onto his left foot. Well, sadly, he wasn't the only player who tried that when actually threw on goal almost <laughs> during the game. Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure what he's doing there as well, Alex. I, I found it pretty confusing. He's a player who you'd expect to get a shot away. He did that repeatedly last season. It wasn't always quality, that's for certain. But you're relying on him. That was the, what his one big moment in the whole game. He'd managed to get away from all the defenders. He had probably a second or two, which is a lot of time for a player of, of his experience. And he got nowhere near to getting the shot away. It, it was just a dreadful bit of uh, control. And maybe this is because he hasn't had much preseason, or maybe that's just what you're going to get from Andy Carroll sometimes. I think Andy Carroll will look at that and know that he should have scored there. Um, you know, I think... He got the shot away, at least. He, he got the shot away, but I think, you know, when, when, when you look at it back, he cuts into players. You know, if he just takes a shot on his on his right foot there, I know, you know, he's left-footed, but we, we've seen him score good goals on his right foot. You know, he'll probably watch that back and think, <laughs> like, you know, it, he's 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 got a clear sight of both sides of the goal from where he takes it down. And somehow he cuts, cuts into the left, which, you know, puts him then with pretty much no view on goal. Um, you know, it, it's, it was a disappointing one, um, right? You know, he, I think everyone knows and he'll know that he should have. Taking that shot on his left, on his right. What were your sorry. thoughts overall yesterday, Paul, on Carroll? Because it, I think it's a really interesting one to have Carroll playing in high press. Um, when you've got, obviously, last season we saw Carroll playing up top and it was very kind of immobile, not necessarily that much movement. And for the first, again, this is probably reminiscent of what Matt was saying around the, the fitness of the team. Um, but the first 20 minutes or so, I don't think he was necessarily involved in the press, but the press often came from out wide in Nibs and Aziz and Ibishman, but Carroll was left high enough that he was going to be able to benefit from that press. I felt like it the seemed like it was a plan for Andy Carroll if he was going to start. Andy Carroll, high press, energy, more than 25 minutes, I feel is unlikely. Um, I, I just can't see it. Um, I don't think he'd be starting if Sam Smith was fit. 
I, I just can't see that at all. But um, lots of people were thinking that, you know, Andy Carroll's going to come into League One. He's going to get chance after chance. And he might against some of the teams that are lower down the league. Uh, I'm sure of that. But against the teams that are nearer the top, which I'm assuming Peterborough will be, um, they historically have been when they've been the uh, League One. It is so weird not saying the championship, by the way. Uh, that's blowing my brain. But, yeah, I think Andy Carroll, yeah, you'd rather have him on the bench when you're mad. I mean, one player that I found interesting yesterday was Nibs. He put a lot, a lot of energy into that first half. And I think with a better striker alongside him and who he's got a connection with, like Smith, I think we would have done, I think we would have probably won that game yesterday. What do you think, Matt? Uh, what putting Nibs up top instead of Carroll? No, 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 no. If he'd have actually had the ability to link up, with oh, Smith. yeah, yeah, no. Like I think, I think Nibs, Nibs had a really impressive, you know, first game. You know, everything we'd heard about him was was high energy. He never stops running. Um, you know, it, and we saw all of that yesterday. Um, you know, and there was that there, there was a few bits of smart play from him as well. Um, you know, I think it, it's it's as as kind of you know first first impressions kind of go in the league. It's it's a good, you know, first kind of first um, uh, performance from from him. Um, I mean, with 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 Carroll though. I mean, Sellers even I think alluded to it after after the game in his in in his press conference. You know that that um, I think he was he he said he's you know a bit emotional sometimes with um with with Andy Carroll expects well because he he expects something a bit different from him. You know, I guess that's probably alluding to the press that you know that he wants to do and Carroll's not really that effective in. Um, yeah, you know, as, as I kind of echo all, all the things, you know, you've said, Paul, it's pointless, you know, me going back over them, but, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting one to see what happens kind of in that striking slot kind of through the season. Cause I know we've been linked with the, the Fulham, um, youth striker who was on loan, I think at Exeter last year, if that, if that comes to fruition, you've then got, you know, him in the fray as well, um, Obviously, when Sam Smith comes back, you know, you'd expect him to come into the team. But who he comes in for, Eha Bisherman or Carroll, you know, I guess is is anyone's guess right now. I guess it'll probably it'll probably depend who's got more goals by the time he comes in, right? Because if Carroll starts scoring and if he's, you know, got, you know, seven, eight goals by the time Smith comes back, it's unlikely he's gonna, you know, get out of the team. How likely is that? You know, we'll have to wait and see, right? You know, people people have their own kind of predictions on, you know, what he's likely to get. But, you know, that that's probably what will dictate who uh, who Smith then comes in for. I mean, Eobishan definitely had a chance to get off the mark yesterday for goals because the chance that fell to him about 20, I want to say it was about 19, 20 minutes in, uh, after Aziz crossed it from the right-hand side over to him. He's taken it down quite well here, Matt. And he's put it towards the keeper's near near post um, or stronger side. And he just has not connected with the shot at all once he's brought it down. He's brought it down quite well, but the shot is incredibly weak. Um, it made for quite an easy save, I think. Direction, pace, you know, it, like he, he he put it to the side of the goal where the keeper was, but I mean, it was, it was near enough straight at him. You know, it was a pretty mandatory save for the keeper. If he's not saving that, you know, you're asking questions. Um, it's one, you know, a striker's simply got to score that. You know, it does. It doesn't matter if it's your first performance. If you're a young kid, if you're an experienced kid, if you're a striker, you take the ball down that well. You've made the chance pretty easy for yourself. Taking the ball away from the defender, you've got to score it. You know that that that's 
that's a key moment in in the game right there. You know, um, if he scores that after 20 minutes, after the way the atmosphere was, the way the start was, you're talking about a different game. Um, but yeah, it was really disappointing to not see him take that. Um, hopefully it doesn't affect him, you know, and he can kick back on from here. Because like I say, it was probably, you know, the best we've seen, seen of him um, in the league in a Reading shirt. Um, but chances like that, Again, he'll know he should have scored that, but you know, hopefully he can um, pick himself up from it. And Paul, definitely after this point, I think Peterborough started to come into the game more. Um, Charlie Savage lost the ball from a kind of blocked pass 25, 30 minutes in. Peterborough broke and found the ball with uh, Mason Clark about 25 yards out or so, who shot from 25 yards and Bazanis made a, a pretty good save here um shot stopping wise I thought Bazanis was okay yesterday it, um there's obviously heavy rumors that we're going to be bringing in a new keeper next week I I can kind of understand why I, I don't I don't really rate Bazanis but I do think he had a reasonable game ish yesterday yeah, I thought that was a really good save from Bazanas. But yeah, I agree that we need a better goalie. But the one that we're getting, Joe Pereira, has hardly played any games, has he? So <laughs> it's really hard to know what to think of him. And mixed reviews from the clubs that he's been at, but some of them were three years ago. So who knows what he's done since then. Um, Mason Clark, yeah, he looks like a decent player. There's no doubt on that. He goes on to have an even bigger impact later. But Bazanas. Some of his decision making, there was a point earlier in the game when he came from across and completely just made a mess of it, didn't he? Uh, I, yeah, he's not someone you'd want to go through a whole season with. I kind of feel like with Bizanis, he's a bit Luke Southwoody because he doesn't seem sure on crosses, very erratic when he needs to come out of his goal. Um, you know, again, like you say, there was another point later where, you know, he rushed out of his goal and, you know, he get he, he gets lobbed. But... I think apart from apart from that, the shot stopping was 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 really good. He kind of did everything he he needed to do. The one the one goal that you know he conceded was a bit, you know, pe- people might might hate me for saying it, but it was a bit fluky. You know, to be honest, the goal the goal that was scored. Um, but I think apart from that, I think it was kind of a a fine performance, shot stopping wise, goalkeeping wise. It was just kind of everything else in his game you coming just have across a little his bit of worry there, right? Yeah. I mean, let's let's discuss the goal that Peter did score, which was the obviously the winner in the end. And it's such a frustrating one watching this one back, and um, because the the goal comes from the right hand side, Kwame Poku basically picks up the ball forty yards away on on the right hand side, dashes down the the wing, and Nibs comes over to try and help Guinness Walker defend, but. I don't think either of them really do anything here, Paul. He gets the cross away far too easily, right? And then Yeardom is in no man's land when the, the deep cross goes over. And Mason Clark's header... I mean, I think the header is not... He's, I don't even know if he's intending to shoot with that header realistically. It, it almost looks like he's trying to, trying to cr- nod it back across goal for the for, um, Clark Harris. And it's just happened to end up going into the back, you know, into the back post and into the into the goal. But the one of the things that I noticed yesterday, especially, was how many times that our crosses were getting blocked by the Peterborough wingbacks. And then you watch that goal back, and you think the attempt to try and stop the ball coming in there is really poor. And it, it, there's 
you've got to do better like as a left back or even as a Harvey Nibs, you've got to, one of them has to try and stop the ball getting in. Well, as I said at the right at the beginning, sadly, we've still got the same defence because that was, you can want to be nice because it's the first day of the season and there's a long way to go, but that was just shocking, wasn't it? It really was. You've got to block the cross, then Yidham switches off. No, he doesn't need to be touch tight to... You know, his player when the ball's on the opposite side, but he needs to be positionally aware of where he is. And he was nowhere near him. He then gets in a header. And I think maybe you're right now, like, thinking about it. He probably was heading that a back across goal, but he's also thinking if I head it across in this style, I might get lucky because there wasn't anywhere on actually near it. People saying it was a Tom McIntyre own goal. It, I, that was going in and it probably was in already. I'm not going to blame McIntyre here for all. I'm not going to blame Bazanis for this because I don't think he can get anywhere near that at any point. But it's just, I remember under that manager, the previous one, whose name we won't mention, got to stop crosses. This time, we don't stop any crosses. If you stop that cross at source, they don't score from that position. It's just dead. It's completely dead for them. We've managed to give them a very low percentage chance goal and made it very, very easy for them. And how many times do we need to say this about this defence? It's the same, and it has been the same for the last 18 months. Um, yeah, I find it very frustrating watch them. And it really deflated the crowd because you just kind of thought, not again. We're just back here again. Thankfully, they didn't do a Swansea on us and we didn't finish 4 now. But... Just defending, we've just got to be better than that in every single game. And ideally, I'd like to see us get a new left back. That really bothers me. I mean, Matt, I, I I wouldn't necessarily disagree with Paul. I wouldn't be averse to seeing Carson starting on Tuesday against Millwall, certainly. Um, Frank L wouldn't be adverse to seeing Ben Gwai starting at right back either because I don't think Yeardon really covers himself in glory for the goal. He doesn't really seem to know that that Mason Clark is behind him. Um, and it, Mason Clark obviously has a free run at the header. He's got a free run at the header and, you know, Yidam nearly just clatters into him anyway, because he's running around like a deer in headlights. You know, it, it's, it's oh, just, just watching the goal. It as, <coughs> as, excuse me, sorry, echoing what Paul said, it's just shocking all around. You know, yeah, Guinness, Guinness Walker, it's one of the most feeble excuse of feeble um, um, situations you'll see a, a left back trying to block a where he's trying to block across. Well, I shouldn't even say where he's trying to block across because he he barely tries to. You know, um, you know, you've got Nibs there originally, but you know, he he then backs away because because Guinness Walker's in the better position to make a challenge, and it was very Chris Gunter, very Chris Gunter esque. He's he's backing it's off, backing off, out, out, isn't backing it? Off. It's very yeah. much stick a foot and hope for the best. Well, 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 it's 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 the bit before it as well, where 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 um uh you know is it is 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 it Poku on the right? He's he's jockeying down, jockeying down, and it's like, well, just get closer, put a tackle in, just do something, and he just does nothing, and it's just the most frustrating thing. But we've seen it so many times, like I say, through different generations of left or fullbacks seeming at Reading, and then what Yeardham's doing, I God God only knows. It's just shocking from him, but. I'd say the just quickly the 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 most frustrating thing about this is that it's so Reading FC at the moment. You know we weren't playing badly. P 
Peterborough are actually pro- probably playing very poorly, you know, um, as teams go. If they're going to be up near the top of the table battling for top six, it gives me confidence because, you know, they weren't that great. It didn't, it wouldn't have taken much to actually beat them yesterday. And it probably should have ended up in a draw or, you know, um, it's a, something else yesterday. But they've still found a goal. And it's just when when you're in this rut of not being able to win games, seemingly, you know, you give goals away like that, seemingly, that end up being a bit fluky, you know, because yeah, there, there was no way that was a shot or a header that he tried to put on goal. No way. The good news is we've got Harley Dean coming in. So that's one position that we're going to see a change. We'll see how that works out. So I don't want to be completely negative about everything because we shouldn't be in that frame of mind. Second half was, I would say it was less eventful. Although Reading tried in the second half, Paul, it was less eventful. The first 15 minutes especially, I just don't think we really managed to do anything up until we made the substitutions. Uh, I think the game was just a bit kind of stop-start. No, neither team really managed very much. But then Reading made, I think it was two substitutions at the hour mark with uh, Ear Bishman coming off and Yeardon coming off as well. And all of a sudden, I thought we looked a lot more threatening, uh, particularly down the right-hand side. I was really impressed with Mbengue in the second half once he came on. Can we just say how nice it is to have a manager in one game at least who's made the changes who we thought needed to come off and they actually made the substitution with not one minute to go. How refreshing. I'd like, I'd like to know the last time we made a 60th minute substitution or just before, if it was the 58th or something, it's been ages seemingly. And they weren't injured. (laughs) I'm going to get a little bit of Yidin. I mean, he hardly played any preseason, so we should keep that in mind. But yeah, I, in the second half, it, it was a struggle at points, but I did think we improved and Vickers coming on, as I said, definitely improved it. But there was one glorious chance, Alex, wasn't there? And we must talk about that. Yeah, I think the, the biggest chance for us definitely comes from... I mean, we've had, we had a couple, but the, the biggest chance certainly came for Aziz. For, kind of found himself in the box with the ball at his feet. And seemingly, again, this is just a very much Femi Aziz is current MO is is not being able to make a decision or if he does make a decision makes the wrong one um, because he doesn't manage to get a shot away and I think who was it who said Dave said it to us at the game yesterday and said that the the Twitter the Reading FC Twitter account had said that he laid the ball off to Lewis Wing which was extremely generous I think Paul that was that was horrifically um generous <laughs> that was a massive massive uh miss i mean to not get shot away there he's so reliant on that left foot so reliant and i know he's not the only player who's like that we've probably got a whole team of players are completely one-footed but oh you've got to get a shot away we're one nil down and even if it's a terrible effort it's something but to lay it back to wing, who's had the probability of scoring dramatically decreased, Matt. I mean, I'd love to see it again. We've tried to find it on multiple sources, but the joy of being in League One is you have absolute dog shit coverage. Um, yeah, that's one way of putting it, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'm not sure I want to see it again, to be honest, because, I mean, I, the amount it angered me in the game, because we have seen this time after time after time after time with Femi Aziz, 
you know, he's, I, I think he's nearly up to 40 or so games now at Reading. He's, what, nearly two years now without a goal. So many fans have been still, you know, backing, backing, backing over, you know, the last year or so. But you see that moment from Femi Aziz a hundred times across the season. He's just clueless when it when it when when it gets near the goal. He doesn't know what to do. Like you say, his decision making is shocking. There's no two ways about it. You know, you're a professional footballer. You're one on one on goal. You know, yes, you might be on your week of foot, but like, I mean, it were. I guess it's similar to, to to the Carol one earlier, right? Apart from you know, Carol's not you know, I guess one on one, but you've just got to get a shot away there. And the fact he doesn't, and like I say, it's not the first time we've seen it. I remember towards the back end of last season, there was a couple of times where where, where it was very, very reminiscent of that. Um, he's probably the most frustrating player for me in that team at the moment because it's not isolated incidents. Like, And the more I kind of see of him, the less quality I'm actually seeing because everything is marred by this decision-making or lack of it. So I, think he, I mean, Alex, I don't know what... He's the sort of player who you're going to need to see a run of good form from in the next three or four months because otherwise people are going to lose faith with him very quickly. Um, because at the minute, people haven't lost faith with him already, you don't think? Well, I think people have to an extent, but also I think he's still going to have a chance because of the fact that our team is our squad isn't very big. So I think he's going to get three or four months, and then that the, the management and club will begin to lose faith with him um, as well. Because at the minute, it, it feels like it's very much technical ability is there and, and you know, physically he's there, but it, it, there's just something lacking for him to actually be able to show a performance on the field. Um, we obviously had Caelan Vickers who came on, Paul. I was really impressed by him. I think he had one one chance. He had one, it was a really, like, powerful run from him at one point um, when he picked the ball up and kind of ran across the edge of the box before before striking it with his right right foot. And I don't expect that Vickers is going to get loads of game time this season. Um but I can definitely see him getting a few kind of like cameo appearances here and there. Um and if he if he does can you know if he does manage to pull out those kind of 10 minute performances here and there. I think we will probably end up seeing uh, more of him later in the end, like towards the back end of the season. Yeah, I think at the moment he's going to get quite a lot of time because from what Sellers was saying afterwards about, you know, getting frustrated with players passing backwards and he doesn't want that. The one thing you get with Vickers is consistently trying to go forward, create something. That is his first option and his second option. <clears throat> and he's not worried about making a mistake. We're all going to do... Uh, you know, he's only 18 or so. So he did some amazing flick at one point during the game and then he did another one. I'm not totally convinced he meant the first one. I couldn't tell you how he did that either. I have literally yeah. no idea. I saw him do it and he's managed to put it kind of through somebody's legs, but I don't, he's played it off his own foot to do it somehow. I mean, if he did, if he did, that is that, that is that next level. But um, yeah, no, I, I think Vickers is going to be a player who's going to, I mean, you see him starting against Millwall. I would definitely do that because what have you got to lose? Um, if there's one player who's going to pressurise Aziz at the moment, it's probably going to be him. I can see that happening. But I know it's on the opposite side, but I just think he's got that ability to do these things. 
But I mean, going on the disease, if you look at the game, he created our biggest chance. So he is a real paradox of a player. <laughs> I just don't know where to go. With and that. that's why I think he's get, he'll get time in a team because he does. He Yesterday, for example, he got into the positions. He gets into the positions. He manages to create chances. He he laid the ball off for Ia Bisherman twice. He had the ball to play into Ia Bisherman at one point. Should have played in Carroll in the first half. He's in the right position. He gets the ball in the correct position. He manages to make the right run for himself. But if you don't make the right decision at the end of it, it, it it's kind of all for naught, really, isn't it? Yeah. Can we just say, I just want to remind everyone and put them through this um, uh, horrific torture memory of the moment in the second half when Kelvin had the ball roughly on the halfway line and Savage was through on goal and he absolutely butchered the pass. Now, those are defining moments, aren't we? We never know if Savage would have scored, what if he would have been caught by the defender. But these are little details that we just can't seem to get right. And that's not against Kelvin. We've seen this multiple times throughout the last year, but it's just frustrating, isn't it? It was a tired pass at the end of the day, right? You know, like that 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 was near near when Kelvin came off and I think it was just a bit of a hallmark of that second half, really. You know, it like when when you start getting tired, errors like that creep in. Maybe that's that's what happened with Femi Aziz. Maybe, you know, he wasn't wasn't feeling confident or strong enough on his right foot given fatigue and that. I don't know. But yeah, you know, that 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 chance from from well, I say chance, that pass from from, from Kelvin to, to to Savage, it, it simply has to has to get get through there. Um but I mean just 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 a quick one, just getting it back onto Vickers when he came on his his short cameo he, he like for for an 18 year old with his get getting on for his debut he showed pretty much everything you want to see from an 18 year old in that you know you're not expecting to see him come on and be and be a world beater you know um all all you want to see is a bit of fearlessness quality but also no fear because you know you don't want to have a young player coming through that, that that that's scared on the ball, that's scared to do the things, scared to run at defenses. He had none of that. You know, he 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 really wanted to come on and make make a difference. Um, and so I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he how he finds his place in the team, how transfers in as well dictate that, and kind of how the club almost manage it. Because he's probably the youngest prospect we've got at the moment in that team. And you'd probably say probably the most promising of that, even after just, you know, that 10, 15 minute cameo yesterday. But it's really, really impressive. Really looking forward to seeing more of him. One player I think deserves a special mention is uh, Charlie Savage. He's had like a torturous week. He's only young. He's got his, it's kind of, it sounds weird this to move from Manchester United to Redden. It's not like a dream move for him because he knows he's going to play every week, probably, you know, he, he might drop off. And he did fine. He did fine. And I think it did affect him. He did talk about it afterwards, saying that he could say it was okay, but he wasn't really. So I, I think he deserves praise. And, and also, we shouldn't be, like, massively downbeat. I, I didn't come away from that game thinking, oh, this is horrific. I, I think there's a lot to work on. Um, that I feel like you can, you can certainly see positives, right, Paul? Like, yeah, that's not, like a, it's not a case Yeah, definitely. No plan think, and no idea. Yeah, yeah, I thought I could see what we were trying to do. I, I didn't feel like it was aimless. It felt a little bit like that in the second half with the long balls, but I think that's the situation rather than the style we'd like to play. So I, I think we should still keep a balance and see how it goes for the first, you know, six, seven weeks because those are going to be the toughest. But, oh, my God, if we don't get anything at Port Vale, it's going to be 
a rough podcast, Alex. Really rough. I mean, yeah, like I, I think as as you've all said, there's a lot of positives from yesterday. It's it's not all downbeat, you know. We we probably having one of the tougher first opening days you could have probably picked. You know, losing playoff semi-finalists probably going to be one of the stronger stronger teams. They've not lost many of their players. They still have the likes of Johnson, Clark, Harris, who. In fairness, you know, we, we, we've been quite hard on T-Mac and Holmes, to be fair, a lot over the last year. They controlled him relatively well. The only time I was really worried was that long ball over the top where Bazanis then rushed out and he got lobbed, but McIntyre did well to get it off the line. Um, you know, I think... I Actually, think there's, I agree on McIntyre. So I think he did play quite well. Yeah, it's, it's probably, one, you know, one of the best we've probably seen him. He's... He, the problem with him, we're going to need to see a few good performances from him in a row to really have confidence with him because you still kind of think when he's barreling about, he's a bit like a bull in a china shop. You yeah, know, give, and give me give me ten games like that, not one game like that, and yeah. then maybe things will start to change in my yeah. mind. But I, th- I think on the whole, given the preseason that we've had, you know, you had Sellers coming out yesterday saying that this team isn't ready. You know, for for the league, for the for the challenge that, that that that's coming ahead. I don't know if that was a bit more kind of just trying to cheer his players up a bit, um, cheer him up a bit, give him a kick up the backside. But today you saw you saw a plan. You saw, or yesterday you saw you saw a plan. You saw what they wanted to do. Um, probably the biggest lacking thing was was fitness. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how that kind of materializes from here forwards. How Sellers kind of deals with that. You know, how you get fitness once the season started. It's very hard. Um, so whether we'll see a change in style or not, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I think there's there's a lot of positives to take from that. You know, I think, like I say, you, you're playing one of one of the better teams in the division. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll have to wait for four or five games to come to really see, you know, what where this team is. I think, you know, you can think. Thankfully, next week we've got Port Vale, and then after that, I think Cheltenham, which are you know two of the to the lower sides, hopefully it'd be a nice, nice confidence boost against and those Port two. Vale, but... Port Vale lost 7 0 yesterday, so that's yeah. you know, <laughs> it's got to give you some confidence, right? Confidence <laughs> Port Vale win, or <laughs> we all know what we're all thinking listening to this and being part of this podcast. I was trying not to say yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> we all know it, but let's hope that's not the case. But Matt, go and enjoy your golf, go and slam an absolutely huge drive down the We've fairway. Got... We, we we will try we will try it's what sundays are for right we've got two tuesday tuesdays are for uh early early round carabao cup games we've got mill all the way on tuesday paul what's the score going to be and how many players under the age of 25 are going to play or 23 are going to play for reading 11 <laughs> so, uh no probably not because i would expect some of the new signings to uh play in that game eight i would say under the age of 23 um, yeah, I think we'll lose that one, but I'm not worried about that at all. As long as you don't get any more injuries, that's all I'm taking from that game. And we'll be back at some point next week to preview the uh, Port Vale game before the second league game of our new League One campaign. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please give us five stars on iTunes or Spotify. Leave a review. And drop any comments to us if you've enjoyed today's pod on social media. And we'll speak to you all very soon. Cheers.